Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, this is Billy Sands. When I want to spice up my barbecue, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions broadcast show. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Case in the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions! That's it, pack the bag, start the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions podcast post-game show with your hosts... Chris and Case. Hey, Heidi Ho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast Live Post Game Show. This is episode 187, and it's the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co host, Mike, the ambling bastard. Mike, how you doing, my man? I'm all good, Chris. All things considered, thank you very much. Good to be back. Yeah, it is. It is good to be back. Um, we're starting out with some funny, mm-hmm. uh, funny, uh, Graphics on the screen. We'll fix that really quick. But uh, it was an interesting game. Didn't expect to win. And um, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be honest. There was a point at which you thought it might be possible. It, 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 it did look possible. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, it was just not to be. And um, there's 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 a lot. There's a lot to talk about out there. So we'll get mm-hmm. into it. We'll take your, your calls. And uh, we'll do a whole bunch of stuff on this one. So uh, let's go ahead and get this thing moving. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... Go That's right. And of course, our very first donor, Mathis. Also, big shouts to Brian B. from I Prevail, big donor. Thank you so much, man. Your band rocks. IPrevailBand.com. Check them out. And check us out at Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Join the Patreon peeps. Get a chance to get into the Slack chat, which is some of the most intelligent Lions chat you'll find. Because God knows we've got a world of unintelligent chat surrounding the Lions going on right now. So uh, that's good if you join the donors. Also, we do a pre-show show, a nice little video ahead of the, the weekly podcast with Case and I or Riz and I, whoever's doing it. And uh, we put that out for our Patreon people. As little as a dollar a month in donations gets you there. It is patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast or just go to Detroit Lions podcast.com and uh, click on the Patreon link and help us out brothers we, you know this bandwidth ain't free all right also give us a like on Facebook facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast and on the Twitter machine det Lions podcast it's at det Lions podcast the very best place to see Mike with no pants on. That's the best way to see him. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You're watching us live. Some of you right now on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find us. We love those five-star ratings. And if, again, you have constructive criticism, drop it into the subreddit. We love it there. And uh, we can make, we can take action on that. We're going to see that. We're going to do something. All right, let's go. Let's make this happen. This is no time for a quick release. We're going deep. All right. Yep, we're going deep. It's a quick release. Um, let's just start off. Jamero Hatter with, um, I think, the best play of the game, the Taylor Decker touchdown. How awesome was that? It's a rare treat to see a lineman, one of the heavy guys, take the ball over the line. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was really, really nice. And then uh, the... The reaction from Crosby on the in the celebration was, I mean, if you haven't seen that, I recommend you go back and we'll rewatch the game and watch that play specifically and check out Crosby's reaction because holy crap, it is funny and fun at the same time. It was really, really, really good. Um, so good news there. Also, some other consolation prizes today. The Bears lost. 
And Brandon's yep. putting this up right now in the live chat. And the Packers lost. The division is still up for grabs, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got that going off. And also, um, let's see. L.A., what a roster. What a game. Um, what an opportunity to for Jim Bob Cooter to see what real play calling looks like. I do have to give Cooter a little bit of credit there. For a short while, he was... Uh, he was making some calls. He was he got a little bit um I don't know maybe it's desperate in his case, but he he, he kinda a little less conservative. And, and he went out there and started going uh, and using Decker as a receiver. Right, 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 right. I, I did say I did wonder if it was are we seeing desperation and possibly too little too late from Cooter on that front. Yeah. I mean I was, it's exactly the last, you know, the last play that we saw out of uh uh Caldwell was allowing Cooter to to have Matthew Stafford catch a, a touchdown pass, right? I mean, it was just when when his back's against the wall, he gets good. He I don't want to say he gets good, <laughs> but he gets to be decent or acceptable. And uh, frankly, I just don't want the back against the wall in order for this team to perform. Mm-hmm. There's too much going on here. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't you agree, Mike? Yes, I do. The it, we get into this position far too often. I think. Uh, where sorry, some weird stuff going on, on my laptop. The uh, yeah, Kuta doesn't really. He's he's been bland and predictable and unimaginative, and then suddenly, when the season's already down the pan and uh, we're not playing for anything particular against the Rams, it, it, it does seem to have desperation to me. Yeah. The fact that he's just started starts. But but the problem is, you take him out of his comfort zone, you put him in that desperation straight where he knows he's on the hot seat. Actually, stuff starts almost working on the offense where previously it wasn't. I mean, it was it was quite a, uh, a disparity in the game between the first and second half. Mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. I saw it, um, and 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 things seem to come alive yeah. after the half. Yeah, so. In the live uh, in the live chat, we're talking about Cooter making our team look so bad. Why isn't Patricia, Patricia seeing this? He is. This is. I'm telling you guys, this is straight a result of Matthew Stafford making the call to keep uh, Cooter in the offseason. Um, we talked about this in the show a couple of times. I'm not going to go into it super deep again. Um, the reality of the situation is that... Um, he couldn't fire him or because he could he'd risk losing his his franchise quarterback early and the franchise quarterback is the most important person on the team as a new coach in a new team you have to win that locker room over and that's why the fake media sports writer jackasses were talking about how he lost the the locker room making him run um cooter is is terrible and the thing is if you fire him now who do you put in there it's it, 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 there's no one to really grab and put in there having i've seen uh seth wanted um or i've seen uh people saying uh patricia should take over the uh play calling that's that's not again he's a rookie head coach he is not skilled on that and he needs somebody to do the offensive play calling for him that's just it's only going to get worse if you try to have patricia do that right now i'm it's it's important it's unfortunate um but there was one thing where um, uh, Seth Riz said that uh, Patricia's involved with the red zone offense. Um, actually, so this is I, this was mine. I noticed this when I was at the game. Um, Patricia isn't involved in the offenses at all. I think when you get down to the two minutes, you're going to see him. He's the one calling timeouts. But I'm not sure because I wasn't. I was watching the game at that part or at that point when we were uh, when I was analyzing. Um, they're trying to analyze Patricia. The reality is, is he's not involved almost at all in that offense. He's not driving that. That's all cooters to run. And, um, yep, he's, he's tanking the hell out of this team with his, his crappy conservative run up the middle on first down. Oh, Blunt's on the field. Who's surprised? Um, it's, it's, it's absolute garbage and it's, it's unfortunate, but I, I feel the team is building for, you know, this is everything we've, we've been doing is for next year. I didn't want to believe it when we traded uh, Tate away, but I, I think that that's where we're at. This team is, is all about next year right now. Mm. And, and given that, admittedly, the 
if there are any prime candidates out there to take over from Kuta, they're more likely to be available at the end of the season. Would there be any merit in giving someone a shot right now, Chris? Someone internally? Potentially. No. I, I can't offer you a name. Godsey is is probably the one guy that you'd give a shot at it, and he's just not. not he's there. not the one. He's not the one. Um, it's not going to get better. I, I just I just don't see it happen. So uh, hey, we got a call coming in right now, real quick. Let's 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 bring up the uh, the caller. Hey, John, how you doing, man? Hey, Chris and Mike, how's it going, guys? Hey, Joe. Uh, it's you know it's it's bittersweet. I expected us to get completely Sue stomped in this game, <laughs> and um, and we didn't. So we got that going for us, which is nice. But um, it, it's the whole dashing of false hope, right? That's kind of where we're at. Well, right now. all right. So I called a few weeks ago. Well, let me say a couple things. Sure, First, sure. Go ahead. I finally joined the Patreon. Sorry it took me so long. I, mean, I saw I that. Thanks, bro. Like, what, four years now? Yeah. So I finally got on board. You guys have been doing such a great job. And I kept saying, I'm going to do that. And I never did it. And so. When I, I bought some things through the link on Fanatics and stuff, so I haven't been supporting it, but finally jumped on the Patreon, and I'm excited to you know check out the Slack channel and stuff. So uh, pretty excited about that. And um, yeah, I had called a few weeks ago, and one of the things that I had said was, you know, the start of the year, I expected us to need a lot of help on defense and to spend a lot of draft picks on defense. And then after the Carolina game, I was saying, maybe we need to look at some high draft picks more on offense. And, and this is after, look, we've drafted how many offensive linemen and yeah. a wide receiver and running back. And we spent a ton of picks on offense already. But I'm actually not feeling so bad after this Rams game because I thought the defense, again, did a lot better than I expect them to against you know one of the best yeah. offenses in the NFL. So Patricia really seems to have kind of you know, he kind of got his scheme. It took him a while. Obviously, we really were really bad at the beginning of the year, but yeah. he's, he's got the guys that he wants. You know, adding snacks is obviously huge for what he wants to do. And I mean, the, the defense looked really good that game. I was actually really excited watching them play. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm out of my fantasy playoffs now because of golf and the, the Lions defense, but I'll take it because, <laughs> um, you know, because it was fun to watch our defense play that well. And, and yeah, the 30 points doesn't look great, but remember that was two fail onside kicks and a bad fumble from, from Stafford that, uh, that got them to that 30 for the, for the most part, they were holding the Rams to, to nothing for most of that game. So I actually walked away from that feeling a lot better about the defense. Just they've really been trending upwards. And that was what I wanted to see out of Patricia all year was, could he get, you know, that same kind of results as he kind of got new England where the defense would be bad, but by the end of the year, they would be, Good, and I didn't know if that was Patricia or if that was Belichick or Patriots or what. And I and I kind of feel like it is Patricia, and that that is a good sign to me. Absolutely. Obviously, Absolutely. obviously, the whole Jim Bob Cooter thing is the the bad side of that, where our offense has just not performed at all. So no, and um, you, you nailed it, man. That's this is a game that we rightfully should have been blown out of, right? And and it's sad because there was that false hope. I'll, and I'll I'll tell you, I'll give you guys a little inside baseball. Um, at the, at about halftime, I was talking to Mike. I'm like, Mike, I just don't have it in me to do this show. I mean, what are we going to do? We're just going to bitch about Jim Bob Cooter and his crappy play calls. And that's, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be the whole show. And everybody knows that, right? It's not, it's not interesting. And, um, the, the, the thing, they came out in the third quarter and, and suddenly changed things up and it was looking, and they were looking good And the defense. You're right. Absolutely right. Matt Patricia has a hold of that defense and is driving, a lot of positivity from the team um, is on the defensive side of the ball with with a defense that maybe isn't the most skilled group of people. And you're right, adding snacks was a big benefit and, and some other things, but they're outplaying their individual talent level, I'd say, especially against a team like um, uh, like one of the top offenses in the league, like the Rams. Right. So that was great. But this constant same old crap from Cooter. This you think about it. If we had a competent offensive play caller this team could really really be in great shape especially in the nfc north this year and that's that's where the sadness happens i mean if we hadn't <laughs> gotten some of the injuries we got yeah i really we really should be look we should have beat the we really should have beat the, the uh 49ers and we really should have beat dallas yep. those are the two games that we probably should have won if Absolutely. our offense had been executing and then we probably really should have beat the bears last week so that's three games that that you put on offense like they, they should have won, right. all, all things considered. And if that's the case, you know, we're definitely in the mix for the division this year. Um, it, it's kind of rough at this point to ask him, Bob Cooter, to do much with this offense. Like he doesn't have anybody 
out there. Although watching him get Toilolo, like how many yards this game? Like, where was that all year? Well, it, it was Spielman, and, and I, I can talk a little bit about Spielman. He's my favorite Lions player, one of my favorites. And he's been driving me nuts on <laughs> with this he's a broadcast. Yeah. I agree completely. I love him, but like wow. uh, oh, this yeah, is when the, he calls the games, he's like almost anti lions at this point, which is so weird. Oh, he's a meathead. How, he's like he's like yeah. showing the long term effects of CTE. It seems uh-huh. like sometimes. <laughs> oh, <right>? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, so, but it is. It's just yeah. it, so. But the one thing he said that that really hit me is at a as a position, the tight ends had 250 yards on the season heading into this game, and and the Rams had like over a thousand and and you just think about that and say we knew the tight ends were going to be a rough position for us this year we knew it wasn't going to be huge but wow that is bad 250 yards at a offensive position that catches the ball um no good no good good. uh, and and point to it as one of the big reasons our offense has failed so much like letting letting ebron go which i still think was totally the right move was uh you know you expected luke wilson or somebody to step up in uh, Roberts and outside of a, a, a game or two here that nobody really did. And then here you have a game out of Toy Lolo that we signed him to what be a run blocker. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I, I really do put that on Jim Bob Cooter's inability to design an offense that can use the tight end effectively. Like Ebron yeah. is a physical specimen that just was like Matt Stafford's security blankie on third down. And he would just throw the ball at him to make a chain moving third down because he's going to be open because he's, you know, so fast and big, except when he drops the ball. So that was why we had such frustration there was this pretty basic game plan of third and nobody open, throw it to Ebron. And if he drops it, we get mad at him. And if he catches it, it moves the chains. That's not really scheming any kind of creativity like you see in other offenses. Um, I'm rambling about that now. But point being, uh, you saw him get a little more creative with sending a tight end on the scene. Why didn't he think of that at the start of the year? So I agree, Jim Bob Cooter's probably done. And it was interesting listening to you and Jeff talk about potential replacements this week. Um, But I I just wanted to call in to talk about the fact that even though the offense has left me in tears, (laughs) I am optimistic about the defense for next year. And that was what I wanted to see out of these last few games. I want to see the defense continue to, you know, um, get the scheme down and then see who's worth having. And at this point, I'll leave you with that question again. Do we spend our picks on offense or defense? Because it looks like we need a wide receiver. Looks like we need a tight end, probably, but we still need a cornerback. We probably need someone to replace Ziggy. So um, I'll let you go, and I want to hear what do you think. Now, since we've started to get into draft talk, what do you think we do? Thanks, guys. Sure. Thanks a lot, John. Really appreciate yeah. it, man. That's awesome. Good call. Um, so a couple a couple of things. First, John, again, thanks a lot for joining the Patreon, people. That's that's really cool. I saw you come up today, and you'll have your, your Slack thing going. Uh, I haven't been able to automate that yet, so I have to manually do it. We'll do it after the show later today. Um on the the draft picks, Mike, where where's your head at as to say go one two three? What positions you'd grab? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not going to do this in order, um, but I can give you three positions. Uh, cornerback. Uh, I think we saw we've seen Slay have a bad year this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. Uh, compared to previously. Um, for CB one to be performing at that level, I think he's hurt a little bit. <laughs> You know what? I, I, I don't know if he is or not, but I kind of hope that if that's a possibility, that that is the case and he can come back from it rather than he is actually just, <clears throat> excuse me, bona fide struggling at this point. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I'm at. I, I think wide, so this is with no free agency action going on. Right. Yeah. I'm going to say wide out is a, is a key position for us. Yep. I, I think we have to get a wide receiver. Yep. Um, I think defensive end. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Is an important <laughs> one. And um, it's, it's a deep draft. It's uh, Jeff Risden booty thick. I think uh, he said it's, Oh my God. It, it is Sir mix a lot booty thick. There it is. Sir mix a lot booty thick um, with defensive players different front seven players so i think we're i'll feel good about where we're gonna get somebody there and then um i think the uh, tight end position is another one i don't want to get tight end before third round though <laughs> just uh, you gotta stay away from that and yeah. it's not a sexy class for tight ends in the draft or in free agency so that's that's ugly um Michael Hawley says that uh, the Lions will pick up a wide receiver in free agency. We we may well we may we may pick up Golden Tate, but um <laughs> beyond that, I think we need two 
So, so there we go. I think uh, free agency is a great place to get one of those too. There's um, a couple of good guys out there, and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, the defense is is definitely overperforming. I think we're going to see good growth there. Um, the fear now is we need an offensive coordinator, and next year, what are we going to? So we have a new offensive coordinator. Is this the narrative next year going to be? Well, you can't expect a first year offensive coordinator to do well. I I, I freaking hope not. I really really hope that that's not the the situation. Indeed. Sticking with the defense, do you see Ziggy coming back next year? Riz made a really good point. I didn't see him coming back at all, but Riz has kind of tickled my the back of my brain on that with uh, the idea that um, because he hasn't played so much he, and, and because he's had so many injuries, he may come in at a, a lower price. And uh, that being the case... Um, I might be, I might be down for some Ziggy at a good price. The problem is, is it's, it's, it's like with Ebron. It's exactly like him right now. If you let him go and he does well, oh, you're a jackass. If you keep mm-hmm. him and uh, he gets hurt again, oh, you're a jackass. Right. And, and, and these are things that you you can't really predict. Um, so what happens with Ebron? You could predict he's not going to do well in Detroit period. Right. So we, we, yeah. we, we know that. And mm-hmm. uh, I see Peter Von Panda out there saying, let's get Ebron. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just killing me. Um so yeah, no. Uh he's just not gonna do well in Detroit. So there's there's that. Um the 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 mess that is Ziggy. It's another one, and it's one of those things that is going to be um probably where the crowbar between the media and um and Coach Patricia lands. And um I just I'm I'm tired of that. Uh, I'm I'm tired of that whole narrative. There's all kinds of things to look at and complain about with this team this year, and, uh, and Patricia isn't it. He's he's running a hell of a defense right now, and um, special teams. That's something to talk about from today. Um, no coach on special teams, and uh, I heard him someone say that uh, the eleven uh, ten men on the field instead of eleven um, on that field goal kick was uh, Caldwell esque, but Caldwell had a coach running special teams we don't so we'll see how that goes um all right so let's check out a couple things uh, a little um cleanup we got to do housekeeping here first uh give us a call 248-782-8384 248-782-8384 you can call us and join the show that way um also we're getting ready to have our hot tub toaster party and we've got a great new graphic on the page. You can check that out. Um, how do you get your hot tub toaster? If you want to join the party, head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the Get Your Lions gear thing, and it'll take you to Fanatics. And because you came from us, um, they'll say, oh, those guys are really, really cool, man. Let's, uh, let's give them a kickback. Great way to help the show by doing something you're going to do anyway. But uh, hot tub toaster party time, baby. And we'll even, you know, we'll put some special effects here. We'll get the whole 1970s blinking action. <laughs> All right, so there's that. Uh, don't forget to get your gear. Like I said, helps us out a lot. Helps keep these things going. Um, what else happened out there today? There was uh, a chance at a win. It really felt like we could win. And mm. um, boy, we, we started to put our foot in the gas in the third and then immediately got conservative again, didn't we? We did. Yes. And we had a couple of really beautiful opportunities at an interception late on. Oh, two. Aquara and Harold. Yep, yep. Two great um, opportunities missed. Which was unfortunate. Uh, doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, they were no game plays for the Rams. So, you know, the, the defense was doing their job. Right. But it could have been so much more, okay. as, as we see so often. Um, and the the other bit, it was... Golladay's last gasp denied touchdown with his foot going out of bounds at the very end. Mm-hmm. The movement from Stafford to get that pass off and the the toughness with which he plays, it, it really baffles me how we get people hating on him quite as much as, as they do. Interesting. Uh, the, so you're talking about the um, the fumble, right? No. Because, okay, go, go through that again. Sorry, I, I missed something. So, so, so there was at least two plays where Stafford was pretty much being swamped because his, his protection collapsed. Right. And uh, managed to get out 
and, and find some space and, and and get a decent pass off. And am, am I wrong in saying that that was the the play that we saw Golladay getting nudged out of bounds, which could have been a touchdown? Yeah, Not that it would have changed the balance of the game particularly, but nonetheless, it would have been more points on the board for us. Um, salvaged a bit of something. Um, my point was purely that, again, Stafford's getting a lot of stick. Um, and yes, there was that fumble. Um, shouldn't really have been in the position where he was getting so badly hammered. So that's not all on him, in my view. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> the fumble, I've seen a lot of people blaming him for the fumble. And um, you can't. He was, he was behind it, the cheesiest Swiss army. Swiss cheese, army, Swiss, I don't know what else happens in Switzerland. Uh, chocolate. <laughs> um, you can't you can't put that that uh, fumble on, on Stafford. You just can't, unfortunately. I mean, not even unfortunately, but you just can't do it. It can't it can't happen. Um, really quick, if if you know the person who winds up with the Taylor Decker touchdown ball, he's looking for that. He'd like to add it to his uh his collection. I was wondering when he threw it up in the stands. I was like, oh, that's that. That's wild. I, I would have held on to that if I was him. But uh, in the moment, a little bit of celebration. So if you know who has it or or, or find who has it, make sure to to get in touch, uh, Taylor. You can probably get him on the uh, on the Twitter or whatever, Taylor Decker. And uh, I'm sure you will get well taken care of better than than a ball that you really can't even prove was his. You'll be a lot happier uh, if you can get that <laughs> ball back. I'm sure he'll make it worth your while. Uh, I don't want to write checks for that. He isn't going to cash, but <laughs> um, they're saying in the post game presser that the Decker play was uh, instituted by Jim Bob uh, this week. Uh, I don't know if they're just saying nice things to keep people off of Jim Bob's back. But... That 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 sounds like uh, we think they doth protest too much, yeah, perhaps. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, in the live chat, we're seeing uh, Safford's not been great, but the fumble's been inevitable. Was inevitable, yeah, and it's true. Mm. It's 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 true. Um, it is inevitable when you're running for your life and getting hit like that. It was. Um, it's just gonna happen. So um, there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, he turned, he ran. It came down on on both of his arms. Right. It's it's impossible at that point to hold on to the ball. So nice try, anyway. Uh, mm. Mandy, Mandy P. Or Manny, Manny Isis. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about the division. We have a race for last place. Um, hearing that we lost the game today, the the Packers lost, and um, we're we're right there. We're it could come down to the end of the season again. Last game of the season at Lambeau against the Packers. The uh, the fight for the basement of the NFC North. Who do you think? I mean. I don't know that the goalposts are going to make the trip to the frozen tundra of Lambeau, so we're not going to have our defensive player of the year. Uh, looking ahead, I mean, who do you think is going to own this, Mike? Do you think we can hold on to the basement, or is this something that uh, we're going to lose this to? Are we Are we actually going to give I the think, Packers a better draft pick than we get? Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, I said, no. <laughs> That's a very lying thing to do. Uh, you, well, yes. It is, but no, I don't think so. Um, I, I just, I right now, see, this is the problem with being a Lions fan. The consistency isn't there. Mm -hmm. You never know what's going to happen from one week to the next. We tend to win games that we shouldn't and lose games that we should. Should, <laughs> thank you. <Yeah. laughs> Excuse me while I try and string a sentence together. That's what watching that bilge that Jim Bob Cooter puts out on the field does to your brain addles it. Um yeah, so um no, I think I I I'm having a hard time seeing us uh, clambering off the bottom at the moment. I really am. Um I don't like looking at it like that. Um ultimately, yeah, it might give us a better draft position. But I, I'm just I'm just struggling to see any consistency there that can give me the confidence in the team that they're going to be able to um, improve over the last few weeks of the season. Yeah, before we before we see see it out. The, um, there's a lot of talk about losing out for a better draft pick or um, or or win, right? And um, this is this is interesting because we what I really want actually more than probably the, the fifth tenth draft pick 
is more draft picks. Um, <laughs> I just don't think we have enough for, for the gaps we have in this team. So, um, the mentality of, and, and, uh, Jim in the chat saying, you know, you always win, um, playing for the draft pick is a loser mentality. But the one thing we can get with a better draft pick is possibly to trade down and get, um, more draft picks. Cause that's, that's, that's really what we want. Um, I'm going to hate, I, I just, I have this, the sinking feeling that, um, that tie, and the way the, the division is going to wind out is that Green Bay is going to be the draft spot before us and get a freaking superstar that we absolutely wanted. And mm. that's going to haunt us for another 10 years. And then we're going to wind up with something, you know, good, but not great. Yeah. So we'll see. No, I but I, I, I agree with the point that deliberately tanking is, to my Personal point of view, it's a disgraceful mentality, and we shouldn't be looking at that as an option. Yeah, you play to win. That's what these guys go out there for. That's what they're paid to do. They should go out and, and, and damn well try. Um, and I, I can see the arguments for picking up better draft picks or more draft picks. Don't get me wrong, I, I understand that, but I, I, I don't think, I don't think those guys would be able to hold their heads high on an individual level. No. If they were doing that deliberately, and I don't think we're going to see that from them, either on an individual level or an, or an organizational level. Yep. Um, um, I don't think that's going to be a, a conscious goal. I think it's probably going to happen just by virtue of the fact that the offense can't put the points up on the board that they need to. Um, and if we lose by virtue of being crap, that's one thing compared to losing by virtue of trying to or, or not putting the effort in to get the win, to look at it at a slightly different. Yeah, a couple. I got a couple of things going on here. Uh, first, when you talk about pride on that on that field, let, <laughs> Quandre Diggs, man, that mm-hmm. guy is out there playing his heart out every freaking play. I'm. I, I yeah. gotta tell you, he is one of my new newer, more favorite p- players. Holy shit, yeah. out there, man! He is putting it out. A hundred and ten percent. I'm I'm yeah. going to be in the market for a uh, for a Diggs jersey. My, my man is out there, and he. I mean, I I don't. I know that total jersey sales does get shared with the NFLPA. He doesn't get more money because he sells more jerseys. It gets split amongst all of them and all that. But um, I'm I am going to go rep the Diggs because that guy has heart. Like like not much that we're seeing on the field out there. Um, that was that's just a, a great great pick. Uh, yeah. Loving him out there. Loving him. Um, Chris Lewis brings in trading down's a logical move, but if we can get an elite prospect, prospect at four or five, we got to do it. And you're 100% right, Chris. We're we're in like you get this this cone of uncertainty, but it's like the reverse cone, right? We're, we're like way out here right now, and we, there's so many things that have yet to happen, free agency, all these things. So we don't know where we're at. Um, that you, you could be right. Absolutely. There could be an absolute just monster prospect out there that we have to take, and I'm 100% with you on that, and that's why you don't make the trade now <laughs> um but there's the opportunity to get more picks so we'll have to see how that all plays out but you, you're you're not wrong at all chris and um and either am i um tj's asking about t's tabor uh is he the worst pick by quinn thus far yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yes absolutely yes concise and to the point i like it <laughs> yeah I, I can talk a lot about that um so joe b brings up the inevitable question and it, we can start the conversation here um <laughs> he's laughing um should we pick up kareem hunt and i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna stop i'm down look I'm not. I'm not saying what he did was acceptable. Okay, I'm not. It's, don't. I'm pretend. I'm completely not partisan to any of the issues or even privy to the issues that have taken place. Okay, so just a thought experiment here. That's all I'm doing. So don't. Don't. I gotta wave my hands a lot when I do this shit because sometimes people get uh get bunched up. Okay, let's kind of look to the future a little bit with uh with Kareem Hunt. He's young. He's a stud. Um, somebody's gonna get him for cheap, right? He's gonna play again. I don't, I don't care what you say. He's going to play again. Uh, Ray Rice, he was old, washed up, and they were already saying he was done. This is, and I'm, I'm stealing some th- thoughts from the Slack chat, but you guys nailed it on the on the Patreon Slack. Um, 
he was done. That's why he didn't work out. Kareem Hunt will play for in the NFL again. He's he's not a character issue kind of guy, supposedly, from what I've heard. Um, he's a guy who's got um, whatever going on is going on. There's a situation. I look at the video, absolutely horrible. But um, you could say, I mean, you could make it. You could you could make arguments all over the place. Bottom line is, you never hit a woman, right? <laughs> Let's be real. You shouldn't hit people. <laughs> Let's even just be more basic than that. Um, so there's that. There's a redemption arc in the NFL. The, yeah. When somebody is that good at something that has billions of dollars surrounding it, there is a redemption arc. And he will play in 2019 somewhere. Period. Now. Who's going to sign him it, it, right now? It's hot topic, hot news, right? And, and, and nobody's going to sign him today because there's just way too much on it. Two months from now, people forget things kind of mm-hmm. simmer down a little bit. Things start to change a little, right? Uh, I think somebody signs him. I don't know. I don't know who he is, but he, he will be signed. Mm-hmm. Um, they pick him up. They have the whole, again, redemption arc. He's going to domestic violence training. Uh, He's going to donate a whole bunch of money to uh, women's causes. He's going to do whatever and try to make himself better, look better, right? And, And at some point, people, if he plays well, People will forgive him. There will be a subset of people that will always, you know, it's the, it's the, 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 the subset that's always there that are going to just use that against him absolutely forever. It's like I tweeted to Blandino this week during the, the Dallas game. Somebody had the, it was a catch sign in the back over Dez, right? It's been years and they're still holding signs. Some people will not forget, period, and that's it. And he's always going to have to carry that with him. But he will play in the NFL again. Now, all that being said, he's in the NFL. He seems like a decent guy. Let's just say he, he he is a decent guy and does all those things right and becomes a uh, an upstanding member of the community. Is is that a guy that could be a Detroit Lion? I don't know. <laughs> He's going to play somewhere, right? That's you're you're, it's you're inevitable. Yes, that's not going to change. So if we can admit that that's the case, do do you grab him? That's a very good question. Do they? You're right, there is this redemption. You mentioned Ray Rice. Did we not see the same thing with Adrian Peterson as well? Yeah, yeah. And then he went out, he doubled down on it just recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of all the things you don't say, I beat my kids. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I beat my kids. <laughs> Damn straight. Oh, uh, wow. So, yeah. but, but you look at these guys. So they both, they both have had these um, big news stories, scandals that in, 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 other circumstances could be career enders. But they are that good, they will play. So, yes, it's inevitable Kareem Hunt will play again. Will he be a Detroit Lion? I don't think so, because the Lions organization has got this um, this reputation for going after uh, high-character guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't They've know. They've also that. got a reputation for never being in the Super Bowl. Well, there's that too, yeah. <laughs> Motown Cat says uh, Martha would never go for it, and I think that's yeah, very true. Yeah, that was, that was going to be my point. All the while you've got Martha, Martha there at, at the, the, the top of the tree, that's, it, it, that would be a huge no-no. It wouldn't happen. But then again, you, again, and I'm, I'm, I'm not taking a side here, you think mm-hmm. about uh, that redemption arc. Somebody like Martha willing to take a chance on a guy like this and bring him into the fold – it just it, it it makes the story right, and then you see a team uh, like the Lions on the back of this redemption of of I can see it, I can just see it. this is like the made for TV mm. movie right on the redemption of Kareem Hunt and his his becoming this new um, community superstar and community hero and doing great in the world and wow look at the redemption of the the Lions coming forth and and taking a chance and they believe in each other I don't know. I don't know. And the other side of it is, is it's a Belichick move. Belichick took um, wide receiver, played for Minnesota forever. Oh, God, why can't Randy Moss, um, mm-hmm. who was uh, a personality problem and some other problems throughout his career. Um, and he played awesome and was absolutely 100% on point in his time there. So it's it's something that I could see a Patricia guy doing. Um, if he's he's following kind of that that mold of taking guys that have low hope and giving them a shot, eh, Josh Gordon over there now, right? So we'll see, we'll see. Um, 
it's a, it's an interesting conversation. It's one I'm sure that's going to go for a while. And I, I see, you know, it just came up in the chat, so I figured, yeah, let's kick it off and start that conversation. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. All right, yeah, we got Prater after he was run out of Denver, and uh, that that was that was crap. I mean, I I absolutely love that we have Prater, but the the way that he got run out of Denver was 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 garbage. Um, that was before my time. I don't know that story. He, it was, it was on a drinking thing. They caught him in, in a barbecue in his backyard, having a beer when he was supposed to be. It was a comedy of stupidity and no tolerance that came together that sent him to the lions, basically. So, okay. um, let's see. We got psychedelic monk. Hey, Chris, okay. great Friday show. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to do another one with Riz this Friday coming up. So we'll, uh, We'll go with that, and uh, it's, it was fun. I think we're going to keep pushing some of that, um, those topics there. Uh, covered the uh, the draft as well as the offensive coordinator look, and I think that's like right in Risden's uh, wheelhouse, so that'd be helpful. Sorry, I stepped on your mic. I didn't mean that. No, no, it's all good. All right, so uh, again, two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four or two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Join us in the post game show. We've got your toaster hanging uh, on the graphic there, just to join you for the hot tub post toaster party. We've got Joel who's going to work with us to do something for that. I'm really excited about that. So stay tuned on that one. Um, also, I got to talk about you know it's the season for the reason to go. I don't know. I don't have anything that rhymes. Uh, go shopping. <laughs> and uh, where do you do your shopping? Well, of course, you go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com before you go to Amazon. That's what Mike does. He heads over every time. I do it. Everybody does it. It doesn't work for me, unfortunately. But uh, you go to Am- you go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, click on the Amazon link, and uh, they know we sent you, and they give us a little kickback. You get all those gifts. It's a great way to give a little gift to the show that you're listening to, and uh, you're going to do that stuff anyway. So um, we'll go for it. Head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use the Amazon link to buy all your gifts for yourself. And, and it's damn important to get a gift for yourself and all your friends and family. And uh, it gives us a little gift on the side. Costs you nothing extra. Great way to help the show. All right. We got that one in. Let's keep rolling. Um, what do you think about I was thinking about this at the Thanksgiving game. How damn much money I spent on tickets to watch a team lose a game I knew they were going to lose. I had the hope that they wouldn't. But boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> uh, a lot of money to see and a lot of effort. There's a lot of work that goes into getting down to the field, parking, getting in, doing the whole thing, getting out at the end, right? It's just a lot. Is it worth it right now with this product? I mean, there's a lot of people going, Sam, man, he's got a season tickets. You got people that are so far in now. <sighs> I mean, would you be going, Mike? Would you still be going down there? That's a very hard question to answer. I like to think, yes, I would. Okay. Uh, did you see the fellow on telly today? Who um, the fellow on telly? Hello, the fellow on telly who had more <laughs> stubble than me. Um, who was at one point raging and flapping his arms around, yeah, yeah. and then later on he was up and cheering. And uh, that roller coaster, <laughs> you only can get that actual atmosphere that that guy is living in at the game. Yeah. That to me is probably worth the money. Yeah, I need a driver. I need to be able to really just dive into the the booths. Into the twelve dollar bad lights. Yeah, yeah, that's what I need. Oh God. So yeah, no, that's it's my my brother was at the Thanksgiving game with me. He's he lives in Boston and uh, grew mm. up in Detroit. He's a Lions fan, hundred percent. His daughter, who's grown up in Boston, is also a diehard Lions fan. So he's he's raising. I don't know. Maybe he isn't raising it right. I don't know. I, I think he is. But uh, so they, they, they have the the option to go to Patriots games relatively frequently, though. So they do. And he said one of the big differences, he said he can't believe, you know, even when the Patriots are sucking and doing terrible, um, the crowd is just ripping the other team. It doesn't matter who they are, what they are, who, you know, who they put, they're just tearing them apart. Mm. In Detroit, he said the crowd is tearing apart their own team. Yeah. And that's an interesting, it's an interesting ball of wax, isn't it? Is, is, is that a product of the fact that the Patriots have had, shall we say, a relatively good amount of success in the last few years? Likely. So they can suck it up a bit more than the fans in Detroit can because... They've been sucking it up for 50 been, years. So, Well, indeed, yeah. <laughs> is there a correlation there, do you think? I, I, I'm, I'm certain 
but it, it, this is <laughs> this is part of that whole it's the 9000 piece puzzle we talked about on um this week's podcast right um there's so many pieces of the pie and and the crowd the home crowd is is part of it right and you've heard teams um give it to the crowd uh when they when for winning games and for um um delay game calls and stuff like that they did it on the thanksgiving game uh, a couple players turned around and were like giving the to the crowd the big ups and thanks and all that because we were loud as f and, and got uh a um a delay game paint claim <laughs> penalty called on the <laughs> bears and uh, it was from being loud right so there's a lot to that but it's it all it all feeds it all feeds um brandon has a good one the only the Vikings is the only home game left. That's that's crazy. Wow. There's a lot of games left in the season. There's only one home game left. So grind out the end. Um, CJ, uh, love it. Who's pumped for hashtag battle of the bottom on the 30th of December? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it should be instead of battle of the bottom, maybe battle for the bottom, though. Maybe that should be the hashtag. <laughs> we should probably get that one started. Battle for the bottom. <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of suit chance. That was good. Jim he'll be, Jim Young, a uh, longtime friend of the show. He's going to be at the Minnesota hey, game. Jim. He's the first winner that we had in one of our giveaways. We got to get a giveaway going. We got we to gotta make some people happy here. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the argument to spend a third-round pick on a running back? Um, likely new offensive coordinator with a couple dynamic weapons in the backfield. Kenny G. Jones and Stafford sounds too good. Um I, you know what? I, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but it's just an instant reaction without much thought. I'd rather pick up Hunt and put him in the backfield and, and spend a little bit of money in free agency that way, quote unquote free agency, um, than try to draft another one. Nope. Mike Holly's saying the exact same thing as I said that uh, in the chat. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'd rather go. Um, I think we need, oh boy, this offensive coordinator thing is, is going to be huge. This is really going to set the tone for what we where we go from here boy um, <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean so you like we're spirit that, animals <laughs> going back to the oc yeah situation at what point do you think we're going to see detroit cut ties with jim bob Cooter and look to replacing him when's that going to happen do you think if if we wouldn't have had the third quarter we had today i would have said monday hmm. i really would have thought that it would have, it would have, it would have happened um this week I the problem is is getting rid of him doesn't gain you anything. It actually loses you. I just think it's going to be after the season is is when he's gone, and we're going to have to yeah. suck it up. And all these games, these away games especially, are going to be they're going to be yeah. it's going to be a lot of hard football to eat for the rest of this year. It, it really, really is. And I don't know how to sugarcoat it. I don't know how to make it make it fun. And it's it's. <sighs> It's going to be a little bit of a job, and I think you know we talked about it again. It's it's about the the, the stolen expectations that makes it so difficult. You know, we we mm. really really are in trouble in in our hearts because <laughs> we thought we were going to be better. <laughs> this hurts more than the zero sixteen season for me, and uh, I don't even. Mm. It seems it seems crazy. Brandon, great point. We need Lang's replacement. We need a replacement for yes. DJ Lang. That is a good point. What I like you, uh, Michael says we should fire. Today? What happened to what? I'm sorry. Uh, Wagner. What happened to him? I, didn't, I, I, saw, I saw him picking himself up and looking like he'd taken a whack to the head or something, but I didn't actually see what happened on the play. I didn't I didn't see that. Um, he learned a lot today, though. It was said in the, in the live chat earlier. I'm sorry, I can't give credit because I can't scroll back that far. But um, someone brought it up that Ragnar got some great school uh, today on the show or on, yeah in the in the game so god man i'm i'm jbc'd <laughs> my brain is all adults from the jbc um yeah that's a, that's a tough one uh i like michael holly it's it's not a classy move but i'm i don't need a classy move fire jim bob cooter in the press conference right after the last game <laughs> do it do it while he's in green bay and make him walk the fuck home <laughs> See if he can coordinate that. Um, <laughs> boy, in uh, years in TJ Jones, and he's not there. It's some guy named Ellington is so much better. Yeah, Ellington was supposed to be a lot better talent in the NFL than he turned out to be. So there's there's a little bit of something there. 
But, um, Kevin, the reason we spent all these years in TJ Jones is that we haven't been able to develop players. We haven't had a staff that's been able to do that. That was a real problem under Caldwell. And, and before that, we just can't make, <laughs> we can't, we can't develop our players. Um, Michael again, his name is Cooter. How classy can we be when we fire him? Anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just that happy. I don't know. <laughs> Oh God, this is great! This is great, guys. All right, I've got another question for you. Then, Chris. Sure, then. Sure. You just touched on the um, readability of um, Coldwell et al. to uh, develop players. Is that because for the a good portion of the Coldwell era, we had Calvin Johnson, and the magic that existed between Stafford and Johnson was such that you could have less developed players around them. And it all meshed together as a whole. So the, the the need and the drive to develop wasn't as apparent as it is now. We don't have that. Oh, I hesitate to say we don't have that star quality because we've got Colladay, and I think he's very, very good for us. But did you, you, you get what I'm, where I'm going with that? Yeah. See, I, I think is, Gal- is it something that we've let slip that we don't, we haven't done as an organisation for, for for one reason or another. Yeah, that um. So yeah, there's a couple of things, that, and I want to just hit there. The TJ celebration or TD celebration by Crosby was great. Um. Mm-hmm. So the problem with the the developmental thing is, is it takes time to develop players, and you don't know if they're doing it well until time passes. And if you look at Caldwell, mm-hmm. he had what four years with us. If yeah. you you're hitting year three, you're starting to say, hey, wait, was this a bad draft pick or did we not develop them? Well, let's start looking at the trends. How many players we draft? How how players moved? Right. It just takes you need to invest time and you have to wait time wait for time to pass to see how that development is happening. Mm. Um, I think, okay. and I think it can happen faster. But I think we've never been in, or at least not never, but we haven't with. Um, Jim Schwartz and Jim Caldwell. I think it, between those two coaches, we've just not been in a position to see what player development really looks like. So I think if you look at Jared Davis as a good example, how he's changed from even um, preseason this year till now, um, he's a much better player than he started mm-hmm. out this season as. And it's part of scheming around him and it's part of using him uh, appropriately, but it's part of his growth and and developing him as well. Mm. I think we'll see some some player development coming out of these this coaching staff. They just know because you've got a GM and you have a coach who have been around it and who have done it and understand it. Um, you've never seen Caldwell do anything but destroy running backs. He has, you haven't seen him develop players. He rode Peyton Manning forever, right? Um, he's just not. He's just not. He wasn't the guy, and uh, we didn't have the staff to put the guy out there. So anyway, that's, that's, that's my take on it. We'll see. We'll see where things end up. This Minnesota defense is playing the Patriots pretty tough, but um, we'll see. All right. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Look at what Patricia's done with uh, Harold and Kennard. There's two guys that have, that have, have bumped up. So I think, I think mm. he's good. All right. We'll throw out the phone number one more time here. Two, four, eight, seven, eight, two, eight, three, eight, four, two, four, eight, seven, eight, two, eight, three, eight, four. Um, put that out there and you guys uh, get a chance to give us a call here before we uh we kind of wrap it up a little bit um one thing though and just straight up from how we uh we look at the uh the team and uh how the play calling is going i just want to give you guys a reminder i don't get cooter <laughs> i just don't get cooter uh all right so let's see nine and seven comment by quinn this is one that's um interesting um Brandon brings up a good point in saying that he believes that Quinn meant Caldwell's average over time. Hey, look, he's a nine and seven coach. Nine and seven isn't good enough. We want better, right? Mm. What I think people saw was we're going to be better than nine and seven this year. You know what I mean? And uh, that's interesting, Brandon. It's an interesting take. I'll have to. That's my reaction right now. I'll I'll look into it and think about it. But that's that's that that makes that especially if it's in the hey we're we're hiring Matt Patricia conference. That makes sense, right? Let's say nine mm-hmm. seven wasn't good enough. This is where we're going. This is going. So, um, interesting stuff from Kevin. Uh, cases point. Super Bowl winning coaches don't have winning seasons in the first year. How many of those Super Bowl winning coaches took over? 
winning teams and led them to five wins? <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> Peter Van Panda on the nine and seven thing. Quinn may have been angling for a, a 25 game season. So, <laughs> all right, uh, Mike, any final thoughts on the game um, now or the, uh, the upcoming game against the uh, Cardinals in, in sunny uh, Phoenix? Uh, okay. So for the game tonight, we were expecting to lose it. And we did lose it. It wasn't the out-and-out thrashing that it could have been. Uh, largely thanks to the defense, in summary. Yeah. Um, there were some good spots. There were quite a lot of bad spots. I think it, it with the exception possibly of the scoreline, it pretty much met expectations. Is that fair? Ah, we've lost your audio, Mike. Uh, no, can you hear me oh, now? No, you're back, yep. Yeah, so I, was, I don't know which point I, I cut out at, but I was just saying, um, I, I think the game, <clears throat> excuse me, what we saw tonight pretty much met expectations. Was that? Do you think that's a fair summary? That that was about what we would have expected out of a Lions Rams encounter at this stage of the season with the current records that both teams have got. Interesting. No, I think the Lions outplayed what my expectations were. I expected a, a massive Sue stomp on this team. And uh, uh, that, that that being mainly down to the defense stepping up, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The, 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 the defensive scheme for this game would have had probably any other any other offense in yeah. the league a win. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that, that's the point I was getting at in terms of we we could have expected the scoreline to show a much greater thrashing than we got. Yep, and you know, still lost, but maybe not as badly as we might have expected to. Next oh week, oh my god, I just had a massive oh. revelation, dude. Holy shit! All right, so sorry, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get this. Um, so Hatori in the uh, in the live chat says he hasn't actually taken ticket to the game in Phoenix. No one wants it. Not Cardinals fans, not Lions fans. And I'm thinking here in Tampa, they're do, they're dying to give away tickets to Bucks games because they're so terrible. Right? Nobody even wants to go. And the, the upper bowl is always empty on that. Let's okay. take that. Okay, now there's one data point. Data point number two, there's only one home game left in this season. When the Lions are thinking about selling tickets, right, you know you got Thanksgiving sales. The Rams probably a good ticket. You think about trading Tate, what you're really playing for, what you're doing with this team for the rest of the season. You're, you're not, you don't expect to win. You're just trying stuff out, right? What if this is a case of they're not worried about not selling out because they don't have games not to sell tickets for. They don't have games for fans to wear paper bags on their heads, right? There's only that one game left. What mm. if, What if? I don't want to say they're tanking, right? Because they don't think they're tanking. But what an interesting point. They got nothing to lose because they don't have the home games. So treat this is a period of experimentation, is what you're saying. Experimentation, t trying, yeah, experimentation, um, ev evolution, um, putting different things in place, just knowing that the, the wins don't matter at this point. And uh, you've got the uh, oh, what did CJ have? Darn it, I gotta see if I can find him again. I, oh, there it was. Um, battle for the bottom. Hashtag battle for the bottom. That's the that's the big one, right? But um, not worried about the end end result so much because mm. they they don't really have skin in the game when it comes to money because the, the ultimate um in in shared resources jersey sales all that stuff isn't goes by team by team base, basis it goes across it's spread across the nfl so if their jersey sales to go down or their their toaster sales go up whatever it doesn't affect them directly mm. wow Hmm. Okay. I, 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 look, it hit me just now. It, it, it deserves some some more thought and uh, teasing out as far as what does it mean and and, and so on. But wow, it, it, that that's an interesting. I just interested myself with something that happened in my head, Mike. How about that, huh? That's amazing. That's a first. You should explore that in the midweek show. Yeah, I think I might. <laughs> 
All right. On that bombshell, we're going to call this a show. Thank you all for joining us live. We appreciate you guys being on the show. Remember, we're looking for your involvement. Watch the live show. Follow us on uh, the YouTuber and uh, subscribe to the show. Also, uh, get us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Or on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, we're also on the Twitter machine, DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, very best place to see Mike, Jeff, Case, me, really anyone with my pants on. <laughs> Sorry. So I left you with a flat, a flat give there. Sorry about that. Uh, just call me Skype Detroit Lions podcast. It's all one word. That's the account name Detroit Lions podcast or calls in the Lions line 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. Also be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can come in your little box automatically. Thank you for tuning in. And we're going to see you next time with the Detroit Lions podcast. It's your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag. Start the plane. This show is over. This guy needs a and I'm going to find him and just give him a big f-